Hello, this is Our Own Story, and my name is Palmer Holland. Today we'll be discussing the role of manipulation in Julius Caesar. One of the most important examples of manipulation in the play is of Mark Anthony, when he is able to convince the crowd to oppose the killers of Caesar, and to turn to such a sudden flood of mutiny. To tie up any loose ends today, we have invited none other than Mark Anthony, the legendary Roman leader, to give his side of the story. Let us give a warm welcome to none other than Mark Anthony. Hello, Mark Anthony, or should I call you Mark? Rather, I recommend you call me in the manner of Rome, so Anthony would be best. So, Anthony, the reason we, we are all here to talk is, of course, we need to hear your side of some damaging accusations that have come out of the conspirators' crowd. The main claim is that you have churned the people of Rome into a sea of mutiny. What says you about this, and can you give an explanation for the public anger at the killer of Caesar? What must first be known is that I am a plain, blunt man that loves a friend, Caesar. It must be understood that I was giving a funeral oration for Caesar, and there was there as part of an agreement with Brutus, and agreed with him not to blame us, but speak all good you can about Caesar. From that arrangement, I made my speech to describe the great good that Caesar had done for the people of Rome. But what are the role of the prior speech by Brutus? In that speech, he underlines the reason for the assassination of Caesar, which is due to the possibility of Caesar becoming a tyrant. However, it must also be noted in the speech that made by Brutus that he refers to have loved Caesar. I would therefore assume that the intent of your speech was to clarify what Brutus said and to possibly, possibly refute some of it. That was one of my main motivations during the speech, as I believe that we should not speak ill of the dead, especially of a man with such a legendary past as Caesar. Also, as you said, I oppose the assassination of Caesar, and would refute some of what Brutus said. But then, the question must be asked, why would Brutus allow you to speak at the funeral of Caesar if it was guaranteed that you would oppose him? Well, as someone who was as close confident as of Caesar, similar to Brutus, it would only be right for me to honor the late Caesar, and to not be there would be disrespectful to Caesar. Secondly, I had agreed previously with Brutus not to accuse or slander him, that I agreed and not once do I blame Brutus for his acts, and even happened to call him an honorable man, which he was though it was with Brutus's opinions that I disagree, especially when it comes to his description of the ambition of Caesar. Brutus and all of the conspirators talk many times about the threat of Caesar's ambition and how they had to kill him in order to save Rome. What do you make of that? Caesar was a man of the people. All actions that Caesar did were for the good of the people. Even take something that seems self-centered as Caesar such as his war with Pompey, he only waged war to advocate the issues that benefited all Romans and believed alongside many others that Caesar could improve the lives of Romans. Though I am one of Caesar's strongest supporters, and on the lupercal, I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he thrice refused. I will utter this. Caesar right and then was offended a crown, which was a move, move that entirety of Rome even much of the Senate supported. And honestly, we would be granted by the crown. Honestly, 
the crown was mostly ceremonial and would not add to the power he had. A crown, especially for a Roman leader, harkens back to earlier days when Rome was ruled by kings. It must also be noted that it was an ancestor of Brutus who acted to get rid of kings, the kings of Rome, and institute the Republic. I think one of the motivations for Brutus was doing what his ancestor did, which was removing kings and tyrants from Rome. The only only issue with the assumptions of Brutus is that Caesar showed that he was that he did not want to be a king. Right. I agree that we must take into account the way Brutus's past influenced him. But there is also the question of the existing friendship between Caesar and Brutus. Talking about the man gives me a reason to introduce him as the, as our next guest on the broadcast. Yes, my family does have a history of dethroning tyrants. That didn't influence my decision. What made me do what I did was my commitment to the Roman people. Roman people, Hispania to Tyre, will never experience true freedom with only one head of state. A king isn't what is good for Rome, a senate is. And when you say a crown isn't going to increase its powers, I simply laugh. You already think of him as your king, your god. That contributed to his murder. And Antony, uh, I know, th- I now think we should have killed you too. You are the mother of an uh, authoritarian Rome, and I congratulate you on your new promotions from the emperor. As he said, you had no right to defend the Roman peoples from a non-existent threat. All you did was murder possibly the best leader of Rome. In fact, you voided your promise to protect the Roman people. The better part is they agree with me and denounce your actions, Brutus. Yes, agree with you after you fed them the utter garbage you speak the same way you talk about Caesar. The people agreed with me first, Mark. Then you spewed your propaganda, and then the Roman people also got what they deserved. Hundreds of years of tyrants in despair. Guys, calm down. I need you to respond to this next statement, and then you guys can fight over whatever you want over this topic. So I want you to answer this all this truthfully. What are your opinions on the role of on the mob in Roman politics? In my opinion, the mob, as you call it, is the popular support that any politician needs to stay in power. It's still required of any person who enters the public office. Tyranny is when the politician doesn't have the public support and he still runs the empire, or if he acts in a way where he makes it illegal not to support him. For once in this podcast, you have said something right. You haven't told about the tyrants who rule through propaganda and brainwash citizens. This was the case with Caesar, but you decided to deepen the brainwashing and send our glorious republic into an empire of tyranny. What do you consider brainwashing first? I am not sure what you are talking about. But from what I understand, what you could have said could definitely be considered brainwashing. Though, through your oration, you seem to contrive truth from thin air, regardless of what the actual circumstances are. Take your accusations of the threat of Caesar becoming king. So because you have no evidence to back up your claims, you resort to calling me a liar? I've never been so offended in my life. The brainwashing that is happening is you trying to make me the bad guy while you were the one who ordered the death of the uh, almost all the saviors of Rome. But you feel that a tyrant is better than the Senate? 
You also claim that the noble senate is lying to the people. You, sir, are the ones making false accusations, and as you say, contrive truth from thin air, regardless of what the actual circumstances are. Guys, can you both calm down? I brought you guys in for a friendly argument, but you seem to want to kill each other. Can you please restrain yourselves, or we will have to re-record everything? I, I have a place to be, to be, yet you guys want to, want to fight. <sighs> I agree that we should settle our differences right here, and although we share many disputes, there is no reason that we should fight. From the ways we perished, we should know, we should both know the issues that come. I appreciate your cooperation. Now shall we continue the interview? Yeah, I guess that's fine. Fine. So, Anthony, can you please give me some insight on what you found so desirable about being Caesar's right-hand man? Because for, for the most, it seems as if he, he treated you terribly and made you do everything for him. It may seem that way to you, but in my mind, I feel as if it was doing myself a favor and helping Caesar, as I knew I would get something back in return. What do you mean by that? Evaluate, please. In my own experiences, I see Caesar as a hero. To me, he is a god. It may seem crazy to you, but before you judge me, see where I am coming from. Caesar has saved me in my most desperate times. Yes, I see where you're coming from, and I appreciate your honesty. Can we hear what Brutus has to say about this? Well, I do see where you're coming from. It is the consequences of those actions and beliefs which made me fear for future tyranny. It was not really Caesar I feared, but his supporters who, as you, uh, as you said, consider him to be a god. Wholeheartedly, I agree that Caesar has lived for Rome and loved it in a way that I could not imagine. I feared that through the fanatical support of Caesar, they would support and encourage violations of others' liberty. Brutus, you exclaimed, ambition's debt is paid, which would therefore mean that a large motivation for the assassination of Caesar was a check to Caesar's ambition. What do you say about that? Without a doubt, it can be noticed time and time again that the strongest determinant of someone's morals is the reaction of his friends to his action. So it is both Caesar's ambition, which existed, and that ambition was pushed forward by those Caesar confided in. I'm referring to people such as Mark Anthony. I beg to disagree with your connection. I do not think that I should be accused of egging Caesar onto tyranny. While I do reject the claims that Caesar is a tyrant, I can accept your theory that the fault of tyranny does not just lie in the tyrant, but also the supporters of him. I agree that a society should be understanding of the work needed to preserve liberty. That is something I think Caesar believed, that even though at times he seemed to ignore it, he stood up for the values of liberty. I have one final thing to ask. It doesn't matter who was manipulative. What also matters is the effects of manipulation. 
For example, after the funeral of Caesar, there was an outpouring of violence targeted at those connected with the killing of Julius Caesar. Mark Antony, what do you make, make of that? Well, without a doubt, Caesar was one of the most influential leaders in Roman history. And during his life, a large amount of loyal supporters, including me, had sprung up around him. I think that Caesar was a military leader who fought against Rome's enemies. It seemed to only make sense that some, to some that violence was an answer. Think about this. In a battle, people will commit acts of violence that people would not do if they were alone. Well, that does not explain everything that should try to make sense of it all. So here we have it. We have had a scintillating discussion on the role of manipulation in the tale of Julius Caesar. Today, we have heard opinions on the popular support and its role in determining whether a leader is a tyrant and responsibilities that each and every one of us have to fight tyranny. I think we need to give a great thanks to our guests, Mark Anthony and Marcus Brutus. It is now time to wrap it up. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.